hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth with me, Dr. Maria, and the great mayor, Rudy Giuliani, on Uncovering the Truth, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, all eyes have been on Canada. I think because we are a freedom-loving people here in America, we kind of like it when other people stand up for their rights. And definitely, Canada has done it right. I haven't seen any violence on the behalf of the truckers. It was more like a family event. You would see uh, barbecuing. The kids were there singing, dancing. They definitely held up some trade, so it did impact some Ottawa businesses without a doubt. But what they wanted was a conversation with Justin Trudeau, their prime minister, on mandates. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and Justin refused to talk to him. I remember when Canada had some Black Lives Matter protest. He went out to the protesters, and he knelt before them. And he let them do anything they wanted. Yeah, they weren't as violent as they were in America when we went through those violent protests from Black Lives Matter and Antifa in 2020. But certainly Trudeau acted differently with them. So here's these peaceful truckers wanting to say no mandates. Allegedly, 90% of the truckers are vaccinated. So it's not an anti-vax movement. It is a civil liberty movement. And um, they wanted a conversation. And how does Trudeau respond? Well, first, Ottawa police chief leaves and you suspect it's under protest because of what Trudeau wanted. Maybe he's a real policeman who believes in civil rights, human rights and decency. Yeah, because you definitely saw video of of the police and the protesters acting, you know, shaking each other's hands, having conversations. But Trudeau, he did that act within Parliament, and I can't believe he got it passed, the Emergency Act. The The Destruction of Human Rights Act. Yeah. He didn't do it for 9-11, even though their airspace was used. He didn't do it for other things, but he does it against He didn't do it for a shooting in the Capitol. That's right. A shooting. I almost forgot about that. The Ottawa shooting. Show me one one shooting. I mean, this is like uh, January 6th, but worse. January 6th is the so-called insurrection without a shot being fired. This is the, the, the massive riot to take over Canada. Nobody has weapons. Yeah, and you heard Trudeau lying, lying, lying. So they get this new police chief who's, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it, a butt licker? I, I forget what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what Dr. they call Ryan, the term. You that know? is not a scientific term. That is not, uh, Did they yes, teach you I that regress. in doctoral school? <laughs> so anyways, Ooh, they declare I'm supposed to say that. literally war on these people. Licker, butt, Let's licker. listen to cut one. Yeah, this will give it to you. This is not an isolated video. You hear multiple videos. Right. Yeah, you hear multiple videos like this where the protests are saying no violence, no violence as the police are moving towards them. You hear some of them saying not on this particular video uh, audio, but others just saying, hold the line, hold the line. They were hoping that if they had one line, the police wouldn't push any further. Do, do we have the video? I think we do with the woman who is in a. I don't. It's not like a wheelchair, but it's like a helper, a chair that you, and, like a scooter. And at the beginning, I don't think we have that part. At the beginning, she's interviewed and she talks about how it's a peaceful protest. Yes, we have that. All they want is to be there and make their point, uh, and they like to be informed about the science because they have a completely different view about masks now, and they read all these things about how masks are, particularly the cloth mask, useless. So why are they being required? But well, good questions. And then all of a sudden, you see these horses come in. 
Well, we're going to go. Let's go to and cut two first. I want, I, want to okay. give, I want to give him a picture. It looks to me like something out of one of those old Roman movies where the Roman army comes in with the troops and knocks over all the slaves. Here comes the horses. Yeah, so we're trying to set this up for you. You hear, you heard her faintly in the back talking about she's an elderly woman, how they are, are a peaceful protest as the horses are coming through. Now listen to this cut three. Oh, come on through. Come on through. What is happening here? Wow. What is this lady doing? Traveling. Traveling horses. Traveling. Traveling. They just trampled that lady. They just fully trampled that lady. Yeah, I get goosebumps, oh. actually. I saw the video yeah. and just hearing it again, that they had to have seen her. The horses just, they don't care who's in their way. They're moving forward. These are big, muscular horses, beautiful horses, actually. But I think the Ottawa police chief got a lot of pushback uh, about their pushback. behavior. This- so this is what he said. He said that a bike was thrown at them. In every video, you don't see the protesters provoking anything. It seems like it's an outright yeah, lie. We, we, we attempted, um, we saw this late last night, and uh, both separately and then with some of the staff, we've attempted to try to find video of the protesters uh, doing an equal amount of violence to the police because, you know, if they did, they should be arrested for that. Uh, no, no. I mean, this is like January 6th on steroids. January 6th has now come down to, it was you know, largely, a lot of it was FBI police, unbelievable Antifa, misconduct, BLM. Antifa. But there were, but there were, don't get me wrong. There were poor boys and all those white, white uh, radical maniacs who were just as big of maniacs as the other side, who did stupid things and terrible things and bad things and things for which they go, should, should go to prison. But that's the minority. Most of them did nothing. I mean, we got one now, uh, they're dicking around with a, with a three-month sentence. <laughs> what kind of crime is a three-month sentence? Uh, but this is like, I don't see any of the stuff that you can see on January 6th. Well, you do see some police officers very, very badly handled. You see, the police officers are doing some bad things, too. But here, all you do is see the police officers do it. And it's really... And they were tough, right? Remember the video? They would push women in the face. A woman was just simply standing there. She wasn't even mouthing off. No curse words, nothing. And they violently pushed her in multiple. That's how they do it. They do it like a gang. So they were holding this one guy down who was, again, just standing there, but he wasn't moving. So they pushed him down, and they were kneeing him in the head. Oh, yeah, you do see a clear, is it a knee or a foot? When they, they, it looked they, like the knee. It's one of the he, typical boom. kick the guy while he's down, yeah. hard as hell. So now let's go back to last summer with the ICE people. I think they were the ICE people trying to keep the illegal uh, people from coming in. Remember, illegal people bring in fentanyl. Last year we had a record number of deaths from fentanyl, and we're starting off this year ahead of last year. I'm just giving you one example why they would have a reason to be kind of tough at the border to protect the lives of Americans. This fentanyl doesn't get in any other way. China, Mexico cartels over the border to the cartel agents in cities. And then Americans died more last year than ever. They are using the the, the rain to kind of move the people. You don't see them whipping anybody. You don't see them. Hitting them with a horse. No, our government lied. And they tried to make these guys into, I think they're prosecuting the cops. What this guy did, what these guys did in Canada, compared to that, these guys should be in jail forever. It's ridiculous. The double standard is becoming, they're going viral with the double standard. Double standard used to involve Trump and me and the people who defended Trump. Oh, 
By the way, I was dismissed from a case this week. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Two cases were dismissed Gee, against you. Who's going to apologize for accusing <laughs> me? Who, who? Every other day you're vindicated. We don't see headlines with that. No, no. I had a dream last night, and the New York Post said, Giuliani vindicated. And then I w- woke up. <laughs> <laughs> and there was CNN saying, no, no. Giuliani's bad. <laughs> no, it just said, April Fool's, April Fool's. Uh, <laughs> No, but the case, the case, the, first, let me tell you, the judge was appointed by Obama. If you read the rest of opinion, the judge is not terribly sympathetic. And there are some things in his opinion, judge, don't change your mind, that are wrong. I'm serious, particularly about the president, but okay. But he, there's a very, he, he go, uh, there's one part of it, you don't have to read the whole thing. It, it involves Donald Jr. and me, and he says there's no evidence that Rudolph Giuliani and Donald Jr. had any involvement in any of the violence or anything that happened at the Capitol. Uh, absolutely no evidence of that. Gosh, haven't I been saying that for a year and a half? And I mean, and based on that, they suspended my law license. And now a judge has found no evidence of it. Now, is that going to change them? Or is this without regard to the truth, but just a political witch hunt vendetta destruction of human rights, I don't know. This is about as clear a finding as it's going to get. It is not a Trump judge. It's not a Reagan judge. It's not a, it's an Obama judge. You know, I, when I hear things, who appointed a judge, I, I, I wish we wouldn't say that in a way, Rudolph, because it shouldn't matter who appointed the judge. You know why I said it? I, I told somebody this, another lawyer colleague, who's sort of in the middle here, and he said, oh, yeah, it must have been a Trump appointee. I said, gee, you know, if I weren't an extremely mild, calm, no-temper guy, <laughs> I'd punch the living daylights out of you. Yeah, okay. I, I understand now. Yeah, because it shouldn't matter who appoints you. You should have truth and justice. And even though I've been um, trying to highlight all the breaches to our civil liberties as American citizens— we have a truth problem in this country. Yeah, I we know. really do. We don't like it when we hear something we disagree now, so we attack you, we vilify you, we try to go after your business. I say we collectively because it's within my country. I would never do that to another human being. If I disagreed with somebody's opinion on something, it's just a disagreement. I just want to share one leadership tip when I was... Uh, this is the woman who was selected... Number one, ba-da, 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 number one rural CEO in the United States, seven years in a row, rural hospital CEO, and rural hospitals have challenges that you can't imagine. Seven, seven years yeah. in a row, one person selected, da-da-da-da, Dr. <laughs> Maria Ryan. You know, I was an executive in a 400-bed hospital as well, and I had so many layers. It is definitely tougher to lead a rural organization. But anyways, here here is my tip. You want the best end result. You want diversity of thought. Remember, I didn't say diversity of color. I said of thought because you want different people in the room with different opinions and they see things through a different prism. So if, even if it was something on uh, the movement of patients through the hospital, what is best to, to move patients while you're waxing the floors, say, you want people in there not only from housekeeping, you want clinical people, you want someone from the kitchen. It really has to be diversity of thought to get the best outcomes. And now we don't want diversity no, no, I mean, of thought. Bi- bi- Biden sits there with all far left. If they're not communists, they just don't know it. Uh, who are advising him, and they all say the same thing. So I think maybe it's time to take a short break, and we will come back with more and more discussions. Well, we're a little early, so I'm going to override you. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to override you, It's like I was in court. Yes. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Giuliani, sit down. Overruled. That's the way the judge would do it. Giuliani, Stop objecting. You object too much. Sit down. Overruled. So you may wonder, why do we care what's going on in Canada? We're, we're they're to the north of us. We have a good relationship. Why don't we mind our own business? Because we've seen it happen here in our country. And I think some of us, including myself, is a little embarrassed I didn't stand up enough when people were being vilified. And then I see people like the Freedom Convoy who have lost income. Um, they, again, they're uh, the government 
overreach in Canada went into their bank accounts and froze assets. They're our brothers and sisters. Like, I just admire their courage. You know, there's a, I would say, there is developing around the world, because we we talked to a person in Italy yesterday where uh, I said, you know, come come to the United States, they almost feel bad. And she said, (laughs) don't feel bad. I don't think it's worse than Italy. Uh, I've gotten reports from France, same thing. They're having big demonstrations in France. I know. So I love it. So <laughs> I think there's beginning a uh, an international brotherhood and sisterhood here. And really all they are are people who remember that we have civil rights. Yeah. This is like out of Orwell's book. Uh, we need people to remember mm. what it used to be like yeah. so we can go back to it. Our God-given rights. Now we will go to a commercial and see us on uh, the other objection, side. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> Why did she get to do that? and other fake news stories. People don't know if the videos that they're watching are real. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. These fake news stories affected the election. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and me, Dr. Maria Ryan, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, we spent the first half of our show talking about the Freedom Convoy and civil liberties. And there's a couple groups going on that, because I do produce the Mayor's Podcast now, I've met a couple of great people. One of them, her name is um, Madeline Brahm, and she unfortunately had a son who was murdered, and she's not getting justice through the this DA, the past DA's soft on crime policies, but she's also head of Blexic. Bless, Blexit? Am I saying it right? So she told me about it, and it's blacks leaving the Democrat Party. And she said that for years, you just grew up saying you're going to vote Democrat because your parents, everybody in the black community would say vote Democrat. I bet, I bet there are people out there, uh, but particularly in the urban audiences, I, I, I lived through this who went through this experience. You know, first time I went to change registrations, I wanted to be a Republican. It's back in 1971, with all the corruption in the Great Society programs and the Democrat Party kind of caving into the Soviets like they're doing now with mm-hmm. Russia. And I went down, I was about to register as a Republican. I remembered, I remembered my father saying, Republicans are only for poor people. Now, he changed his mind eventually, but I can't do that. So I made myself an independent. It took five years of meeting Republicans and seeing that they were doing more for poor people to change me. Anybody who had that experience, call 1-800-844-9222. How about 848? Did I get that? <laughs> I wasn't here with my doctor. I'd be, they, they, I'd be fired. It's right 1-800-848-9222. That's one Yeah, in the other podcast we did, I love, love this woman, Barbara from Harlem. And she wrote a really great book. What's the title of the book, Rudy? Uh, Something about low uh, racism and low expectations. The Racism of Low Expectations is the name of the book. I read it overnight. And I'm a fast reader, would not consider myself like a, I know people that, have devoured that book in two hours. It took me about three and a half or four. I am a fast reader, but I couldn't after after I got past the first two chapters, bam! I just went right through it. And but she she this woman has had without spending too much time on it because you'll get it right away. She's had the experience of a black woman who grew up in segregation. Yeah, she went back and forth in the South and Harlem, South and Harlem, different parts of a what was a difficult family yeah. situation. But here's what she had. She had the first five or six years of her life in an extraordinarily nice, stable, man-woman family. It broke up when she was seven. So then she got to see the other side of it, what it's like not to have a father, what it's like not to have steady income, what's it like to ultimately not know where you're going to get your food. Mm. And she went down the wrong road for a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and, some, and, her, and some her brother her, did. Some of her friends went way down the wrong yeah. road. Uh but at at some point, at some point, she just decided, you know something? You control your life. Yeah. Nobody else controls your life. You do. And, and, she's a, and, and that yeah. in America, although imperfect, there are enough helps if you want to get them. 
Absolutely. That were put there. And then when she looked at it, she said, there's more help in America if you want to access it than any place else in the world. Yeah. And make sure you go to rudyscommonsense.com to see both podcasts, both with Madeline and with Barbara from Harlem. They're fascinating. But I've talked to a few people within their circles in this Blexit thing, and they were talking about how they're they're told they have to. They're black. <laughs> you have to vote Democrat. Remember that famous one where Biden said... Um, if you don't know who you're going to vote for, you ain't black. <laughs> well, they realize that the Democrat Party, the the blacks who are in control are making a lot of money off of them. But yet the people who need help with homelessness or uh, affordable housing, they're they're left in squalor. Yeah, they get the, well, they, they get the people, pennies. Yeah, they the, get the pennies yep. and the lords. Yeah, the politicians. The lords that you see, are you know, somehow Lord getting Rangel. the money. Lord Wrangell became yeah. a multimillionaire yeah. off the money that should have gone to poverty people. Dinkins, Lord Dinkins wife. became a millionaire yeah. off inner city broadcasting. A complete sham sellout. Jesse Jackson got a piece of that. In fact, some of her disillusionment, the disillusionment of Barbara from Harlem, she was a very strong supporter of Jesse Jackson. And Jesse Jackson, for the longest part of his career, was a big pro-life advocate as a Christian. And when he flipped... In 1988, in order to get the Republican, the Democratic nomination, then she started to look at him differently. And she said, he's not about religion and and, and the goodness of people. He's about Jesse. And then she started seeing the money and the whole thing. And it flipped her completely around. Extraordinarily intelligent woman. I highly recommend the book. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a hint with the book. The first two chapters are very interesting. But you think you're reading just sort of a, a personal memoir. You get past chapter four or chapter two, the incident with the Ku Klux Klan that she encountered as a child. Hmm. And Very what powerful. they did to her and how she interpreted it. And it didn't lead to hatred of all white people. Is, um, it's, it's, it's an epiphany. You know, her and her daughter, they Bibi, they crack me up. Bibi uh, was telling me they go in some pretty rough neighborhoods uh, in Harlem and they give out the Constitution and they start talking about uh, their freedoms in that, you know, going to get a job, you feel really good about yourself when you're working. You control your money and you can get ahead. You can't get ahead on welfare. Yeah. I- your Honor, may I make an application to the court? Yes, you may speak. Your, your Honor, <laughs> I think it might be – I'm going to make a motion that next week or the week after we have uh, one, one or both of our two friends. I would love them I to come I think our on. audience would I like would to hear them. from them directly. But I'll make a deal with you. I'll do it during the week during my show too. Read the – please. It's not a hard book to read. Read the book, yeah. The Racism of Low Expectations. You can get it right on Amazon – You order it, you'll have it by Tuesday, you'll finish it by Wednesday. You know, this is the only time I agree when I'm going to separate somebody by color. I'm a white person. I have no idea what it would be like. I can empathize, but to be told you can't use a certain bubbler or you can't use a certain bathroom. I've never experienced that. Just tell them one story. Yeah, go ahead. Go tell a story. The greatest little story in the book. Her mom, Barbara's mom, who had to be a pip, I mean, hilarious woman, right? Barbara's mom was very well educated. She spoke three or four languages. So they used to travel often between Harlem and the South. They never, ever sat in the back of a restaurant. They never, ever sat in the black section. And they were black. She would come in very confused looking with her five kids. So it must have been adorable because they were 11 down to three. And she would say, je ne parle uh, je, je ne parle Do you speak English, ma'am? No, no. Do you speak uh, uh, Spanish? No, no, no. Uh, je parle français. Je parle français. Je parle français. Je parle, je... They would treat her like a queen. It was very it odd. It was like they got, they, like black people from somewhere else were almost like royalty. She said, we got the best table. They went around telling people, These are black people from France to uh, justify the fact that they weren't sitting in the back. The other people seem very impressed. She said, I don't I don't know the full psychology of that was all about, but it made me so admire my mother. She said she must have done it 50 times and it never failed. 
She never ran into one of these black uh, uh, red rednecks that said, oh, bull, or how about the kids let them? She told the kids to keep their mouth shut. Don't say <laughs> Don't anything. speak Pre- English. Pretend, Don't say anything. Pretend you're mute. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this Ukraine situation. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. People don't know if the videos that they're watching are real. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. These fake news stories affected the election. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria, and it's sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. That T, the number 2T.org. Put in your 11 bucks. Don't be a cheapstake. Come on, don't be a free rider. Put in your 11 bucks. You know what it's for. I don't have to tell you again. You see the ads. Those men, women, families dying for you, losing their limbs for you. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Get it in. I don't want to talk to a bunch of cheapskates. Let's take a caller. How about Mike? Mike, and I have to say where he is. Is this Mike in Erster Bay? You got Thank so- you so much for taking my call. Did I pronounce I it right, to, um, or Mike? Did I pronounce it right or wrong? Oyster uh, Bay or okay Erster? From Jersey. Yeah, or Brooklyn. Oyster is better, but Jersey can say Erster. Erster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Go All right, what's going on, Mike? <laughs> So I wanted to um, really agree with you about I really feel embarrassed that I didn't stand up more against our own government, especially mm-hmm. Governor Hochul, who has me been too. purely political on these um, vaccination mandates. And this is proven by the fact that they, that she withdrew the, the, the booster mandate for health care workers for no it was based on medicine. She's completely ignored that. So it's not about anything about the um, science. It's purely political or corporate greed. And many people had to, against their will to take this booster that is really not has any real use or any value scientifically. And it's the threat of losing, putting their children in the streets, basically, That's right. taking their livelihood away. And I'm wondering if there's any way we could sue her for that. Yes. It's really, yes, yes, yes. It's really been an extraordinarily uh, hardship right. for many, many of my colleagues. I will mm. check back with you, and I'll, I can give you some information tomorrow. My son, Andrew, and uh, uh, to some extent, Curtis Sliwa, uh, in addition to dealing with Adams and, 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 and the whole crime problem with Hochul, I know are involved with a group of people that are suing her, particularly the damage she's doing to children. Look at this. I mean, Maria, you, you understand this better because you've been in contact with them about this idea that she's doing away with masks for children because masks for children are not necessary anymore. They're also bad, but she's extending it for another month. No, no, no. She's doing it away for adults. And instead of doing it right now, what's the difference between now and March 21st? So I don't even get that arbitrary date. But here's the kicker. She's saying, okay, adults, unless you want to, of course, nobody has a problem if people want to, but there won't be a mandate anymore. But kids are still going to have to. And I was just on the Joe Pag show talking about some of the things that are happening to children. viral, by the way. Oh, children with the masks, um, not only are they ineffective, and we know that, the CDC finally put on their website in January of 2022 that cloth masks are the least effective. You know, they, they were very temperate in how they worded that. In reality, they aren't effective at all because of the micron of the coronavirus is so small it just goes through the material. But anyways, um, you can watch that. You can go on my Getter site at uh, on Getter. I'm at Dr. Maria, and you can learn a little bit more. And Rudy is putting on a mask now, which is known as a surgical mask. I would say this is the mask you've seen most often. It looks like a piece of paper to me, and it uh, it's like light blue on the outside, white on the inside, I think this is fascinating for people with ugly faces. Saves an <laughs> oh, enormous amount of money in plastic surgery. <laughs> the, uh, the people against, we should raise money from the plastic surgeons to do away with this. Well, there's a caveat with those. So those surgical masks, you're going to have airflow out the sides, down the bottom, and up over your eyebrows. So they're about 40% stopping forward motions of particles. What? And then on the N95, and I'll be real, yes, and Rudy... You pointed at your glasses. Glasses fog up. You and fall. And Rudy fell twice. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't drinking. <laughs> Stop with that drinking stuff. I hardly drink. 
Trey. Very quickly about Except the N95 mask, because it seems like Mike is a medical person. 95 means 95% of the particles will be blocked. But here's the caveat. You can't go in a store and buy an N95 and it might work for you. We test it in a particular way in the hospital where you wear your N95 mask, the one you think is going to fit you. A hood is put over your head and a spray goes in through a little hole. And if you can still taste or smell that spray, that mask doesn't fit. So you have to keep working on one. Something about my face I had a hard time getting fitted for N95. I had to end up with one that was so freaking tight and obtrusive. You can't wear that all the time. You know, in, in medicine, you can wear that going into a particular room or whatever, time limited. But you can't wear that for long. But anyways, Mike, I agree agree with you. I think what was done to healthcare workers is terrible. We know we were already in a healthcare worker shortage, a terrible nursing shortage, and to have this foolish mandate when probably half of those people have natural immunity because now, they got COVID the question, at work. Here, here's the question I keep thinking is 50-50. And I'm speaking with a mask on because I thought, I, why. I, thought I detected <laughs> Dr. Ryan having some kind of an oh, omnivirus uh, coming out there. <laughs> So I put my mask on, and uh, now I feel m- much, much better. I feel virtuous. <laughs> I feel virtuous. And here's what I'm thinking. I had a little sneezing fit this morning. You did. So now if I sneeze in this mask and I keep it on all day, I get Gross. all that stuff. Right? And so think about children. I want Gross. you to think about children. Ch- children, sniffle, 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 sniffle. Any great teacher will tell you. <laughs> They wear the same mask and they recirculate to themselves the stuff they're spitting out because it's, oh, come on. This, I think they're going to find that this was, this cloth mask, on balance, created more illness than it stopped. First of all, it didn't stop any illness. They don't get it. They don't get coronavirus. And they're wearing a mask. Well, they, they do get it, but their mortality rate is very, they very it, low. It's almost get, zero. But don't they get it in a percentage that's ridiculously low? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they do get it. Their symptoms tend to be mild. It doesn't mean you, you don't know of bad cases. My own great niece, a healthy young lady, got COVID, and she ended up having a lot, a lot of lung Co- problems. Comorbidity? No, not at all. None. Okay. Not at all. all right. So sometimes there's an odd thing out, and well, everybody knows of that listen, odd thing. Listen to her. Don't listen. But, uh, don't listen to me. Listen to her. I'm really interested in Joe... Because our, our call screener said uh, he wants to talk about switching from Dem to Republican. Like me, Ronald Reagan also. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm listening about the uh, – number one, I want to say I love your show. The two of you a dynamic duo. Oh, the two of you. <laughs> I love but that. The, 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 I like dynamic duo. You know, we're thinking like of a little title for it. Oh, God, you know what he's going to do, Joe? He's going to have us dress up in capes on our next show. But go ahead, Joe. I don't Joe. know who's Batman or Robin yet. I have to think about that. <laughs> I love you, Joe. I love you. Superheroes. And I want to say, uh, you're talking about Matt. Your son, congratulations on raising a great man, your son, Andrew. Oh. And he's coming out to the Belfort Country Club on the 3rd to speak. And I belong to a little organization there which we are saying, unmask our kids. That's what we're fighting for. And he'll be speaking there, just a coincidence. Uh, RestoreUSA.org, I just joined up for that. But, yes, I was a Kennedy Democrat, grew up Irish Catholic, uh, Nana from Hell's Kitchen, uh, Ozone Park parents, you know, East New York, come out to the suburbs, uh, firemen, grandpa firemen, dad firemen, Irish Catholic, Kennedy Democrats. Grow up. That's all you ever knew. Me too. And then I switched to Trumplican. And <laughs> when's your yes, ma- when God it- country family. I didn't change, uh, Mayor and uh, Doctor. I didn't change. I still have the same belief. And God country family comes from the American Legion, 100-year-old creed. That's where that comes from. That was their creed, the American Legion, over 120 years now. Wow, thanks and for letting us know. Still believe. Still my beliefs. I didn't change. The party changed. I became a Republican. Conservative is more my thing. But uh, so I'm, I actually switched to that now. 
because of the McConnells and the. Uh, yeah, no, I, I sympathize with you tremendously. I mean, I resisted. I resisted uh, switching to conservative for a long, long time, not because I didn't agree with them, but I felt we got to keep the party together. We got to keep the party together. But when keeping the party together takes away your principles, then you've destroyed everything. You You know know what I hear from people, Rudy, is that they feel just like Joe was saying, the party left them. I have the same values, but this party, I don't recognize this Democrat party. And I think people stuck it out thinking the real Democrat party might show themselves, you know, a good. The, the left The left has been making fun of that expression, the party left me, the party left me, the party, since Ronald Reagan did it and or explained it that way. When you have, some, how many people have said that? Millions of people have said, I switched from Democrat something else, usually Republican, because the party left me. Maybe, maybe, a little humility on the part of these intellectual phonies. Maybe it's true. Yeah. The party left me. I, can, I, I yeah. could write, I, I think I did about 20 years ago, I could write an essay explaining to you why. Yeah. The, the, pro, the programs that were different. and the, One was social programs. Uh, great society. Yeah. It's going to help the poor. I want you to look at those communities today. The great society hasn't made them better. No. A lot of money was spent. Where did the money go? Yeah. To the crooked Democrats. That's where the money went. That Dick Morris agrees. He just walked in, by the way. Yeah, it's... Uh, Dick Morris, the great Dick Morris, just a, walked in. It's a party we don't recognize anymore. It's filled with radical ideas, the radical left, and it's just, it's terrible. But let's talk about Russia in Ukraine for a minute. You know, uh, President Zelensky from Ukraine went and urged more action by Western leaders and... Everybody seems to be a bit confused what to do with Ukraine. Our poll last week was if Russia invades Ukraine, should the U.S. intervene? You, the people, said 65% no, and another 35% said yes. And Biden, President Biden, talking about sanctions, well, when are you going to do it? There's 150,000 troops around Ukraine. I don't get it. Dick, what do you... Do you... Do you think that it's about time we laid out the sanctions? Oh, yeah. Let them know what's going to happen, and what's the use of them now? It's about six months too late (laughs) Uh, but to deter the invasion. Right. uh, What we can do with the sanctions is punish the invasion Mm -hmm. after it's over and after they've won, Uh, and then they'll suffer the consequences. But then you know what's going to happen. After the invasion, ah, it's over. Let bygones be bygones. You know, we can't stop this. You know, the thing that drives me nuts about this is that when people like Tucker Carlson on um, on Fox News say that Putin, that uh, Zelensky is a dictator, oh. that yeah. Ukraine is not a democracy. Yeah, he said he's a dictator, that Ukraine is not a democracy. I kind of remember the election, 70-30, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, yeah. I, right. You got that right. <laughs> um, and uh, and, and I, I worked in Ukraine for Yashenko, the Good candidate who got poisoned by the KGB. Oh, good friend right. of mine, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Victor. Good. Yeah, Victor. Right. He was the last hope. I have a CIA document that he was the last hope of the Ukraine. Yeah, he was. Yes. Dick, you were the advisor to Bill Clinton. How would you advise President Biden right now? Well, first of all, let me say about Bill Clinton that he always understood the importance of Ukraine. Hmm. He told me, he's, I asked him, why did you let, NATO, let Hungary and uh, Poland into NATO? And he said, because I need a land bridge to the Ukraine. He said, the whole deal here is, will Russia take over Ukraine? Right. Without Ukraine, Russia is not a world power. With Ukraine, it is. 150 million people in Russia, 50 million in Ukraine. He needs Ukraine yeah. to be a significant country. Mm. And uh, he said, and I can't guarantee Ukraine's safety without a land bridge there. And he wanted Ukraine to agree to give up its 1900 nuclear missiles that Russia had stationed there Mm. when it was the Soviet Union. And to get them to agree, the U.S. had to agree to come to Ukraine's defense. Mm. And to do that, he needed a land bridge to make it credible. Right. So uh, they signed the treaty. Now they're they're not even breaking it. They're ignoring it. Right, right, (laughs) right. uh, But he understood the importance of Ukraine. The key thing here is you have got to, from the beginning, be very tough with Putin. Mm. There's a saying in Russian that he really likes, which is translated roughly, you stick in the bayonet, and if you hit steel, 
you pull it out. If you only hit mush, you keep pushing. Keep pushing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's so a what, provocateur for yeah. sure. I, I think I, th- I don't even have to ask you what he hit. <laughs> the bayonet is still going in. in, in, in you know in, what? In. The Ukraine. No, the Ukraine has been and probably still is full of corruption. I think every American, every uh, some politicians, everybody has gone there to rape Ukraine. It's just the craziest situation. Yeah, but it's not Ukraine that's that's the problem. It's the Americans who are raping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ukraine, Ukraine, the Ukraine country, the government. Uh, is is not the most honest in the world, but it sure isn't the most corrupt. Yeah, right. I mean, it isn't nearly as corrupt as Joe Biden is. Yeah, my, yeah. my year and a half <laughs> in you, Ukraine, <laughs> I can't tell you how often in order to get cooperation I had to overcome. But but you guys are more corrupt than we are. Yeah, and, exactly. And there's, uh, I, I'm not allowed to go into it because I don't have the basis yet, but I have the suspicion. There's a lot more. Yeah. Isn't, it isn't, I mean, the only way Joe Biden is being treated unfairly it's as if he's the only one that raped Ukraine. Yeah. But the and, and, and by of, the way, it isn't just Biden. Like yes. Paul Manafort, who was ra- on our Trump side campaign. Yep, so yep, on our side. Yep. He a couple was on, more on our side. He yeah. was my enemy in Ukraine. I was working for Yashenko. He was working for Yanakovich, his opponent. The, right. Russian, the Russian guy. Russian puppet. Who ran yeah. away and left $800,000 in, in, in the bank. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In fact, there's a, uh, when I was working in the Ukraine... I told them, I think you should publish a newspaper every two weeks and put it under doors because they weren't allowed to go on TV. And I said, the key thing is you'll give your followers exercise so they'll be prepared to go out in the streets and stay there for three months. They'll get used to participating. So uh, I told them, put a cartoon on the cover. And the one they chose was a bank robber comes in with his gun, comes in and says, give me your money. And they say, you don't have a gun. He says, I don't need a gun. I'm the president's son. <laughs> was that in the Ukraine or the U.S.? Ukraine. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, my now, God. Dick, Dick is going to be on in one hour from now. Right. It's we'll a, talk to- all about the 24 race. We'll ah. talk about who the Democratic nominee is probably going to be. Can you give us a little... Uh, oh, you got to tune in. You got to tune say in, this Rudy. To you. Oh, a couple of names. I, give us a couple. I will say this to you. I can't do it without giving it away unless I use gender-neutral pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a hint? All right. Well, May we... I ask one more question? Yep. One of your favorite people. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Oh. Not me. Wait, not me. No, okay. Well, we look forward we to We look forward to it, Dick. We look forward to your, to your show, show all the time. You take care, guys. And now, thank you, you pe- for And you people it. better listen to it if you want to be educated. And it's doing great, by the way. The show's doing great. Good. Well, of course it would do great. Thank this you man, for This man knows it. more about American politics. Well, there's no one that knows more. That's for sure. Well, we're going to take another call before we go to break. Thank you, Dick. Take care. Andrew, how are you from Stanhope? Very, I'm very good. I'm originally from South Orange, New Jersey, bordering Newark, New Jersey, and uh, the black vote going strongly Democrat, even though my family wasn't black. One of the reasons why I was a Democrat was because of the black community. I just thought, well, they're, you know, my neighbors, friends, classmates, so they vote Democrat. So I just went along <laughs> with them. But it was uh, Reagan and then the great mayor, Rudy Giuliani. When I saw the results, based on the results, because I was never an ideologue, I was an independent thinker, and the two-parent home, I ne- I didn't understand why it was so different in Newark in the black community from South Orange in the black community, and it's only a thousand feet away. But I saw that it was single moms, but I didn't know the political history of the Democrat Party and the Ku Klux Klan and segregation, and then the the uh, Great Society. So I, once I learned, too, I was like, oh, it's the government. I, as I got older, they get the people on welfare, and then the Democrats benefit and enrich themselves. So that was uh, very enlightening when I learned about the politics yeah. behind it. Then I became like a fighter for the black community, but to black, blacks it, to exit, and not to get hooked into their uh, you know game and their are, welfare. Are you, are you familiar with this with this pro, program that Ma- Madeline ha- that Madeline has? Yeah, Madeline's the chair of the New York. Branch. Maybe we should put you guys together. Oh, great, great. So, yeah. uh, would you and, do, would you do me a favor? Would you just stay on a minute and give us your uh, contact info? Info. I'll send I'll you. I'll, I'll send you the info. Okay. Sounds great. I'm happy to help. All right. Let us know what what comes of it. All right. 
Yeah, that's great. This this Blexit movement, uh, Madeline was talking about the two-parent home on the podcast she did with you, Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's saying, she's a black woman, saying, if you're a single mom, you got to watch what your kids are doing, what they're learning in school. Because when you're out at work or wherever you're going, those kids are on the street and they're learning very bad things. Well, we are going to take a short break. And then we'll be back with the conclusion and the question of the week. Da-da-da-da. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. People don't know if the videos that they're watching are real. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. These fake news stories affected the election. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. It is sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. Send in your $11 a month and do what you're required to do to keep us protected and honor the people who do it. Well, that was a nice visit by, it was a very nice by, visit. by Dick. And I mean, you always get wisdom from him. And I really do recommend listening to his show. You're going to get a great deal, a great deal out of it. Well, I think we should give them last week's uh, Q, Q&A because it's, okay. um, it's a very interesting uh, 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 answer. And it is very simply, if Russia invades Ukraine, should the U.S. intervene? Pretty straightforward, right? And it's uh, 35 yes and uh, 65 no. And I am told we already did this. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I, I was writing. I you uh, coffee. Or... <laughs> yeah, you got to get me something. Wake me up. I may have stayed up too late last night. But no, actually, I should not have introduced it. I wanted to go back to it because I wanted to say this is part of what both Biden and Trump agree on. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret. Okay. I don't I don't whisper com- it like Biden does. I don't completely. Oh, agree. not too that's too low. <laughs> I don't completely agree with it. I'm not sure I don't. I'm I'm I would have taken more time to think this one out. And here's my issue. My issue is this is getting a little too much like the 1930s. Uh, he pushes, he bullies, he makes noises, and we accommodate. We capitulate. We Who's he? Putin. Putin. So Putin is Putin, and Biden and all the rest are Chamberlain, who was the prime minister of England, the great appeaser. And for three, four straight year period, they kept threatening him, you know, take one more, take one more. And then he'd take one more and they wouldn't do a damn thing. He'd take one more and then they allowed him to take Poland. By the time they looked up, he had all of Europe but France. And an alliance with the crooked, disgusting, demonic Stalin. Yeah. Do you know the UK Prime Minister Boris with the Johnson Boris Johnson said that we are looking at a World War Three that he felt and he said it yesterday that if Putin is allowed to you invade Ukraine, there goes a lot of Europe as well. This is I mean, the analogies to so if those of you who are somewhat scholarly or, or, or like to read, go go back and read some of the books about how Hitler organized the uh, really helped to create the cowardly uh, reaction of Europe and then Roosevelt standing aside. Now, there's a reason for it that the lefties are going to go nuts on. The reason is that Roosevelt was surrounded by communists. Who was Hitler's ally when he was doing that? Joseph Stalin. As soon as Hitler turned on Stalin, the communists around Roosevelt turned on Germany. And that was one of his big mistakes. I know that sounds strange. It's coming out more and more. It happens to be one of the problems that leads to just how far communism has gone and taking over our schools, taking over all kinds of things. We refuse to accept the reality that the communists have infiltrated us, Russian and Chinese. Mm-hmm. The Chinese are demonstrating oh, it forget about big it. time. That, that's a different show. They've stolen our podcast. identity. 
And both are very skilled in cyber warfare, and it's something us in the United States have fallen behind in, protecting our information, protecting our banks, social media, everything. But speaking about the Ukraine, President Biden today is meeting with the National Council on what are we going to do about the Ukraine. You know, he's convinced, he keeps saying his intelligence has told him that Putin is going to invade. He's been saying that for three weeks. But we don't have Germany. But if, if, Germany is, even though they're part of NATO, Germany's holding back because of the energy thing. We know why. They're doing Germany first. But why can't we do America first? So, uh, I, Based on what Dick was saying, I have a theory as to why uh, Putin is holding back. The theory is this. Yes, he's putting the knife in. He didn't find any steel. He found mush. And he wants to, he wants to before he invades... He wants to make a total fool out of Biden. So Biden has now for three weeks predicted in two days, in two days, uh, he's going to invade. And it's been now five weeks. If he, if he was a weather forecaster, they would have fired him. He's making a fool out of Biden. Yeah. And he is, all you have Biden talking about is, when is Putin going to invade? Who's running the show? Who's directing? Who's the leader? Putin's the leader, right? Right. Well, the question for this week, which I will make up right now, is should Trudeau be brought before the Court of International Justice for violating, trampling the human rights of his own citizens? Yeah. Where are the international leaders talking about this? This is shameful. Could you repeat that question one more time? Should Trudeau be brought before the International Court of Justice for violating the human rights of his citizens. And to find this poll, go to wabcradio.com and search web poll. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.